The Protect Your Neck Podcast, UFC Vegas 62 Breakdown, Picks, Plays, and whatever else comes our way. Let's go to work. Hot air hangs like a dead man from a white oak tree. People sitting on porches thinking how things used to be. Dark night. It's a dark night What's going on, everybody? It's Dan Tom here from MMA Junkies, as well as the Action Network. But on this year' program, the Protect Your Neck podcast, we break down high-level MMA. That's what we're going to do here today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this. Hopefully, it's for the fight. Recording this late? It's like old school, except I'm not doing it audio. I'm doing it video, live, in the flesh. Um, yeah, recording it late night. Wendy's late night. I have uh, food on my mind, clearly, because... Uh, I haven't been eating, you know, eating much of it lately, it feels like. Hanging out in the mid-170s, I know it may not look impressive because I've got Takanora Gomi face where you can never tell if I'm in shape or three sheets to the freaking wind, but, um, yeah, I lost over 30 pounds hanging out in the mid-170s. Don't worry, I'm not going to bore you with my details, but, uh, but yeah, I do want to apologize, though, while I'm going through this uh, training camp of sorts. Um, being so touch and go with the podcast times, so uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, not not muted. That's always great. I've been been good about that for the last two. Didn't want to leave you guys hanging. Wanted to give you guys something. Um, did uh, some in depth study on some of the fights, the ones I'm most exciting about, uh, excited about at the top. Uh, I'll let you guys know full transparency the ones I haven't dug into, uh, the ones I'm looking to dig into, and the ones you know. Don't expect to me uh, much from me. From in other words, uh, as always, full transparency and all that. Eric Betts fights. What's up, Eric? How you doing, buddy? Yo, late night Dan Tom hangout. Sign me up, man. I'm glad to see you here. Eric's Eric's the man. You should check out his channel. By the way, I did a show with him uh, a few weeks back, but I, I got to get Eric. Uh, you know, whether it's a uh, you know his place or mine, I should say, as far as podcasts go. Um, I gotta gotta get get back with uh, that dude. Uh, Eric, I haven't forgot about you, buddy. Hopefully, you'll be hanging out and catching up with a lot of Las Vegas locals. Or those of you who visit Las Vegas for the fights uh, upcoming uh, and being able to partake in fun stuff again um, once this is over. Uh, it's looking like November 19th or 20th. There's there's two cards going on. And they're still trying to find me an opponent. Uh, I'm still pushing forward, uh, doing the old striking lessons, uh, grappling lessons tomorrow, conditioning, sparring, getting my butt kicked in sparring, by the way. Oh, boy. I mean, uh, it's it's uh, it's very humbling. Again, this stuff ain't easy, and as my guy Alvin Yakatori would say, I, uh, I, you know, to keep it positive here, um, really appreciative of what you know these fighters do. Let's not take it for granted, even though many you know many things do take these uh, these uh, independent contractors for uh, for granted for for all they give us. So. I'll break down what I think of these fights between uh, those said individuals uh, from top to bottom as per usual. No card to recap, so hopefully we can knock through this fairly fast. I do want to get a couple shouts out um, as I'm like trying to fight my food urges. Like the good thing about waking up early and doing two, sometimes three days, like like my Mondays for example. I'm so tired and it makes it easy to go to sleep. And if you go to sleep early. 
uh, it makes it hard to eat late, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, but now, now I'm finding myself up late for the first time in a while, and I'm like, hungry, I'm light on weight, but I've been good, man. I haven't gone through, uh, you know, good old diet and exercise, I guess. Uh, haven't gone through any of the old drive throughs or anything like that, cutting out the uh, pork, fast food, uh, alcohol. Um, but my goodness, you know, I was, you know, I was talking to, to, uh, uh, my guy Oscar, shout out to Oscar, uh, killing it. Um, you know, Oscar Willis from the Mac Life uh, in the program, and uh, we were just like, man, I could see why so many of these fighters juice. I mean, uh, speaking of juice, I got a shout out coming, and we're gonna get to this breakdown. But I could see why so many fighters like juice. There's like, it's ridiculous. It's like, I know I'm like, I'm, you know, on athletic dance time here, I'm like, 37 in a row. You know, closer to 40 than. My 20s, which was the last time I cut weight, but my God, my goodness, it's just just the uh, the amount of pain, uh, injuries to just uh, muscle soreness, uh, you know, everything in between. Um, yeah, I, I I get it, you know. It's funny. I think I was listening to the Comey Event podcast, and Ben and Chad were saying, I shout to those guys, they're awesome, by the way. They were saying how, like, their stances over the years have changed over that stuff, and I would say, you know, my, mine probably has too, you know. Um, I think uh, I would probably consider, you know, after I after I compete here, I, I, I would consider something like a TRT or something as I get older. Like, Jesus, I want to keep doing stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm feeling it. I'm not even that old, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and, and I still want to have many years above me. So for like a, a men's health thing, like I, I've actually kind of, you know, had different tunes, but then, you know, part of me, I still have that martial arts old school part of me where it's like, like, I was okay with my opponents in the past doing series when I, when I fought amateur in the past. I, I, I asked myself in the back, I'm like, okay, you got to be okay with, like, the most steroid-jacked, um, whatever the scariest person is in your head, picture that. You have to be okay with fighting that person. Because um, in my head, I was like, you got to be okay with, like, the worst-case scenario. Uh, and so I, I was never hardcore about it. Like, I would judge people uh, even before. Don't get me wrong. But I, 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 I even people that was going to try to do me harm but I definitely did have that and still have a bit of that old school you know my mind is my body uh honorable and this and that but it's 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 funny if I'm being honest with you guys you know my, my, my opinions definitely uh changed on that stuff I'll tell you what is helping me recover though and keeping me up as I was trailing off on the the food talk turmeric tonic by my guy d love d loves underscore turmeric underscore tonic on instagram of course, uh, not master of love, the round three prop originator, but D, uh, but my, my guy D love, uh, the other D love that I shout, and uh, you can also find him uh, D love as well on Instagram. But the website actually is thetumerictonic.com if you want to order yourself some um, really good stuff. And then I also rambling on about uh, coaches and appreciation. Uh, I wanted to shout out my uh, my striking coach. Let's get him some more followers. He's fighting next week as well. Um, my guy Abijah. Um, I, I think his personal Instagram is uh, it's tied right to it. So let's get his professional uh, right in the professional one's bio. Uh, Ason striking. A S O N underscore striking. So while you're giving my guy D loves underscore turmeric underscore tonic a follow, make sure you give my guy. Ason underscore striking, uh, a follow as well. That's uh, that's uh, 
my black Hawaiian brother Abijah, uh, my striking coach over there, Shreem Couture, um, helps me and many. So uh, make sure to give him some love. And um, and yeah, uh, we'll do some Amazon reads and we'll get to this breakdown, folks. Liam picks fights. My guy Liam in the house. I want to get my guy Eric Betts fights uh, up there in case you missed his earlier. Go follow him. And also, go follow my guy Liam. Uh, not recording until after my Dan Hispect. Well, I'm, I'm going to try to make this quick, Liam. And people can jump over. And uh, if they're not already following you, and if they are, we'll make this work. You get the best of both worlds tonight. Because my man Liam is the man. I, I love. I've popped into a couple uh, late night Liam sessions myself. So I appreciate you, Liam. I, I appreciate the badass thumbnail. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely, I will say it's a fight that I'm looking at, Liam. We'll, we'll get there. I don't know what I can give you, but I'll, I'll say it's a fight I'm looking at. We'll get there. i got to go top to bottom. So let me get these Amazon uh, reads uh, knocked out right quick, and then we will get to this breakdown started. Um, again, MixedMarshallAnalyst.com supports this here free show. Um, you can find uh, the link in my, uh, you know, for everything there, as well as the website in my uh Bio on Twitter, that's where I'm most active on Twitter, Dan Tom MMA. I've actually been really active on Instagram again during this fight camp, and I've been posting a lot of stuff. I've been po barely posting at all on Twitter, actually. I've been actually posting more on Instagram, which is really weird for me, but in case you want to follow me there and fucking be a lurker, lurker, it's Dan Tom MMA or some shit with some underscores um, there. But MixedMarshallAnalyst.com sports this year's show, guys, and you can go toggle to the right or just scroll down, look to the right. You will see secure PayPal links if you want to make a direct donation. I am a fool and I don't have a Patreon yet, uh, even for free content for those who want to support, just to make it easier. Because, uh, again, I am a fool and I'm a bad businessman. I, I've got some decent analysis. Stick around for that. I'm a fool and I'm a bad businessman. I'll be upfront about that. Um, but if you want to support, you can do it that way. Or if you want to support for free, um, like kill two birds with one stone, if you shop it on it or Amazon. Um, there are Amazon and on it click through still on the webpage mixedmarshallanalyst.com which means with one extra click maybe two you go to the website and then you click one more on the banner to go shopping you go shopping and with no extra clicks from that no extra charges to you a small portion of whatever you purchase uh, and normally purchase from those sites will be kicked back to this here program uh, which is really appreciated. Now, for Onnit, it doesn't do it, but for Amazon, it does tell me what you buy. It doesn't tell me who you are. Don't worry. You want to go have one night in Bangkok. You want to you want to buy the David Carradine, get yourself a good time set, you know, with the Ultra Vibration Max 5000, the Karate Gi. No one's got to know. No one's got to know. I will pontificate on your purchases, and I will uh, try to predict who it is, possibly throwing some people under the bus while doing so, but no one's going to know it's you. Uh, let's see what people ordered. Someone ordered Daniel Caesar, Freudian Limited LP, exclusive blue vinyl. Hipsters coming through. And I am not talking shit because that was an expensive vinyl. I have a bunch of vinyls and no record player because I am... I'm a, I'm a fool, folks. I'm a fool. Uh, so... But I, I do actually have some 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 pretty. Uh, I've got I've got some decent decent vinyls. Uh, if, if you're into the the punk hardcore, I've got some like really random classic rock shit too. But um, yeah, I got to get myself a good record player. Uh, but thank you for purchasing your records uh, at uh, mix through mixedmartialanalyst.com. Click through link. Someone got JFOBS58 grappling dummy. What? Who's Who's setting up? Is that my guy? Is that my guy, Danny G? Danny G? I know my my guy, Danny G, um, on the amateur team and, and also Alta Program. Uh, he's setting up his garage gym too. Shouts to my guy, Danny. 
Uh, I don't know if that was him or not, but hey, man, I, uh, I was thinking about those grappling dummies the other day. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Hope, let me know how that is, whoever bought that. that that's actually pretty badass. Um, someone bought Ultra 4K HD Top Gun Maverick. I I haven't heard a bad thing about it. Um, you know, wasn't like rushing to go see it. It was really, you know, it, it seemed really popular. I think I was seeing something else at the time of the movie theaters. I'm like, oh, wow, this Maverick movie's pretty bad. And I haven't heard a bad thing about it. So thank you for... For buying an Ultra 4K uh, HD DVD because they're not cheap. I don't know if this is the same person or not. They also bought the Northman. Is that already available? I haven't seen that yet. Um, I've heard some mixed things on that too. Um, I'll probably check it out. Uh, you know. Uh, let's see. Someone got Procase iPad 10.2 uh, ninth generation. Thank you. I'm guessing this is the same person. Two-pack Procase iPad, 10.2 ninth generation, uh, taking care of the people. Uh, Made of Skur, PS4. I take it that's a game. It's not not too uh, expensive. I think the, the games are finally going down from 50 bucks or whatever the heck. Pokemon Sword and Shield Fusion Strike, eight sleeve booster packs. You know, I just got like a flashback to like that Pokemon Snap game. You guys remember that? I I I don't know. I used to play the uh, little on the Game Boy Color in the what was it like in the nineties? The uh, remember Cue Ball? It's like assless chaps or something. Some creepy stuff in that game. Oh, those Japanese quarter Japanese. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, Dan, easy, easy. Um, travel laptop backpack black uh, backpack. Fifteen point six business flight. All right, right on. Hopefully that thing's good. Uh, the Quarry PlayStation 4 is it the same person there? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, somebody bought Jurassic World 4K HD. I mean, hey man, if you're gonna buy 4K HD, you know, buy these epic, uh, these big uh, action movies. Indiana Jones 4 movie collection in 4K. They got the Indiana Jones in 4K. Oh, no time for love, Doctor Jones. Let's go, baby. Uh, clearly, clearly, I'm excited. Um, yeah, thank you guys for purchasing that. That was the click-through. All right, let's get to the breakdown here. We're going to be breaking down UFC Vegas 62. Uh, UFC Fight Night 212. Uh, Alexa Grasso minus 230 headlines opposite Viviana Araujo plus 195. Um, sorry, I got to say it like, uh, you know, I'm the, uh, you know, the... Uh, NBA Jam announcer from 1993 when someone scores from downtown. Uh, yeah, uh, I like Grasso here. Um, I don't know if I'd be rushing to like lay lay the chalk on her. You know the old WMA. Some more tune right down here. Wake up here. Match the color of my shirt. It doesn't matter. I think this is green. But guys, I'm like fuck. I'm like colorblind kind of. You know, like uh, back in the karate days when I was a Teacher, I'd give kids the wrong belt. They'd be like, I want a purple belt already. I thought I was getting the blue belt. Like, that is a blue. Fuck, I fucked it up. Uh, yeah, so, so, so. Don't, don't disregard my color analysis. Here comes MMA analysis. A little better than my color. Okay, a lot better than my. Not, not perfect, but a lot better than my color analysis. I like Grasso here. Um, I think this fight's going to make you sweat if you bet Grasso in the beginning because it's going to be really competitive. Um,. But Ujo is like Aldo in the sense of, and not a bad comparison, by the way, Aldo, but Aldo, let me finish the sentence, 
Aldo in the sense of that he needs pockets of Coop to recover. Now, Grosso is not a necessarily a builder like a Max Holloway, but she is a high-volume fighter. Um, and more importantly for this stylistic fight, she's improved her wrestling, uh, her scrambling, and her just her overall jiu-jitsu. She's only a purple belt to Araujo's uh, black belt. Uh, who also, I believe, she dabbled in judo, and it takes pretty naturally to the wrestling again, Aldo comparison, right? Um, she needs her pockets of time and to to recoup and recover, which is why, outside of her last fight, which possibly was due to a really weird fight and a really bad performance by Andrea Lee, who always has bad body language, like she is gassing, but quietly puts up a good fight and. Uh, has more of an argument to rounds than than, than 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 meets the eye, but her gas tank actually matched that bad body language, and it was just an overall bad performance from Andrea Lee outside of uh, dropping out of Ujo um, in the first round, which I don't exactly hate people going out of Ujo still in that first round, by the way, folks. Um, if you look at the fact that she, uh, you know, at least to one knee, uh, depending on what rule set of striking you're going by, scored one knockdown herself in the beginning, and then um, not crazy damage, but was active going for advancements, positions, and strikes uh, while controlling uh, large stanzas of that rest of the round. Not trying to die on a horse on that argument, just saying for what that's worth. Um, and she comes through and comes through and wins round two strong. But I, I literally think in victory and defeat, she's um, lost round two in almost every fight minus like T the fights were like Talita Bernardo where she washed her, the opponent but not necessarily washed 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 yes washed result sure but I guess I, what I'm just trying to say is that when you go back to watch some of these fights including that Talita Bernardo fight it's a bit closer than meets the eye in the fact that she's like world beating first rounds and then she finishes Bernardo in the third round right so it's easy to forget but she gives her opponent moments and gets, gets tagged up uh, and will get hit with some clean shots whether it's just being, you know, lackadaisical or, or lazy or, or, again, taking that time to recoup. She's got that Robbie Lawler-esque, you know, thing where she, he takes off the second round in three-round fights, right? He takes off rounds in between in five-round fights. That's, that you know, again, great fighters do this. I'm just saying it's it's what it is, and she's got that. Um, that athletic, and that's the athletic and explosive uh, build as opposed to, you know, just labeling it on certain athletes of a certain color, which commentators tend to do subconsciously. Uh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but it's just something I've noticed since I was a kid in, in all sports. I'm not coming at any any commentators in particular here. You know I got love uh, for the commentary teams. But, like, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, it, 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 she is athletic and explosive. Like, that is the accurate... That's the accurate usage of it, folks. She has skills to accompany it. But even those skills, it's, it's funny. She takes on the striking naturally despite coming from the aforementioned grappling base. Uh, but I think she can get countered by uh, Grasso. Grasso has gotten um, sharper and sharper with her counters uh, when they're appropriate. She's not a counter fighter or strictly a counter fighter by any stretch. She's certainly not a back foot fighter. You know, she's a stick and move uh, bordering boxing punching, you know, uh, as much as one can be, I suppose, for her s strength and stature in that division. Um, and I, I do worry those big steps and those big dips and those big shifts uh, that Araujo takes. Um, she can be hit, you know. It's kind of like the thing, you know, I was talking about the initiative when I was recapping that Jesse Ronson and Joaquin Silva fight that, you know, it's, it's really, and, and, and it has nothing to do with that I picked and 
bet Ronson, which I did, uh, raising my hand there, state the bias, but um, it, it upsets me as just a southpaw stylist to see a southpaw get outdone in his own stance, you know? It, it shouldn't seem like it should happen on paper, and furthermore, from a technical perspective, it's upsetting because um, most southpaws are faking it, and even if they're able to do good or even or decent or even good offense from the southpaw stance, there's still like a literally 8.5 out of 10 chance that their defense is not up to par. Because most of the time it's not. If you're playing the percentages and you got to take that gamble, you've got to test them. Um, and that was upsetting with that one. And that point is, was kind of proven when Araujo was getting cute with the southpaw stance. She's been going to it more before she would do the jacare, which, uh, you know, where she would just kind of shift back uh, from orthodox to southpaw and do the check right hook to counter. And she still will counter, but now she will actually fight and stage crosses and uh, kicks from the power side um, from southpaw. Um, but again, back to my previous point, defense does not often come with the offensive improvements. And sure enough, even despite getting dropped, Andrea Lee was immediately able to return her twice with two drops, right, in that first round because she tested the defense in the southpaw stance and it wasn't there. Um, and Ada Ujo's defense has been kind of suspect anyways, and she's been kicking a lot less. Some matchups you could argue it's strategy because some of her lower kick outputs against grapplers, so you're like, okay, maybe she doesn't want to grapple um, because I think grappling tires are out. Even We've talked about this before. Jiu-jitsu fighters, wrestlers, veterans, particularly veterans coming from either jiu-jitsu or wrestling when they get older. Um, and again, out of Ujo, 35, not old. I'm coming from the 37-year-old, right? I'm a little, I'm a little rose-colored glasses with that right now, granted. But she doesn't have a lot of MMA miles on her for what it's worth. Um, but, but, but still, what we do see, what is the common thread with the older fighters that come from the grappling base? Grappling tires them out more. She already, and if she already has the biology to potentially be tired out as an athletic, explosive fighter who needs her pockets to recoup, well, then it could be problematic if she grapples. So. Grappling could actually do her in. It could be one of those things where, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about Askar Askarov coming up, but, you know, where, you know, uh, especially Askar Askarov's fight with um, Kai Kara France, where a fighter gets body triangle for the majority of the first round, and uh, if they don't finish you, it's a sketchy second round for them almost every time. Uh, even when they win by knockout, like Benil Dariush, right, where he was on rubber legs trying to stay, trying to stay alive. Uh, against uh, Drakkar Close, and he still got the knockout, uh, thankfully for many. But you get what I'm saying. It can be a it can be a dangerous proposition. Um, Ada Ujo not necessarily a body triangle back hunter. She doesn't seem too urgent for submissions. So again, more so the worry though of it could be a lot of work that may win her the round. But what's it going to do in a five round fight when we haven't seen her in five rounds and we haven't seen Grasso either? But I suspect. You know, not to you know do the stereo, not to not to call out a stereotype and then return with another by going down the Mexican cardio lane. But she is a high volume fighter, and you do need good cardio for that. So it's proven in her style, and she does train at a slight elevation, I believe, for what that's worth. So there, there's a lot of cardio seeds uh, in the proven evidence and, and otherwise. So yeah, I think she pulls away down the stretch after some close, sketchy rounds. I played Grasso by decision um, at. Point uh, at, at 1.2 units. Uh, I got it at plus 100 um, at one house, and then I got it at minus 120 at another. A bad. That's probably why I just put 1.2 across the board to keep the same exposure, and I get at least a unit back. 
Um, here's an interesting bet. It just, which is funny. Five, uh, not five times. Um, those of you who play bet online, they started recently offering this. It's like they're trying to copy the fantasy uh, houses, which I appreciate as a guy who who's in Vegas and can't play any of these fantasy lines that you guys get. All the Fanduels and DraftKings, all the round three or decisions, all these freaking sweet lines that I would be all over. You know, Dan Thomas with my analysis. And I appreciate when you guys give me a shout when my analysis helps you guys catch those tickets. Don't let it stop you by any means. Uh, but I'm just saying for us regular bettors who are stuck with these other houses, it does, not that I'm trying to get pumped to fucking bet on, I shouldn't even be mentioning him, but it, it's going to a, a specific point. Um, and I don't, I don't see this, these lines up at many houses. Um, and, and it's weird because this is one of the few matchups where, uh, I'll push on the rest of this fast, folks. Uh, this is one of the few matchups where it would come up, but it says specifically, and I've never seen this before, uh, fighter wins uh, round one on the scorecards, fighter wins round two on the scorecards, so on and so forth. I assume if they get a, if you bet a fighter to win round two, for example, like Grasso round two minus 150, for example, um, and sh let's just say she gets like a submission in round three, um, which I'm not predicting, but let's say she does. I would hope that they stay, they, that they look at the graded scorecards that are turned in and still grade uh, your wins and you can still win despite a finish, right? Uh, because again, back to what I was saying about Ada Ujo and her like, religiously either losing round two or having bad looks and scares and taking it off and maybe barely winning round two when she does win it. Um, like that, this will be the perfect time to bet that. Minus 150 is by my definition playable chalk, but again, I'm already playing a minus 120 line, even if, it, if, even if I, at least at one house, uh, even if I was getting plus 100s or plus money across the board on the decision, uh, I'm taking that, right? That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a better bet. Uh, we could cash both of them potentially, but it's, again, it's exposure. Uh, minus 150 is not a big ask, but it's like I'm already exposing myself on a WMA fight, you know, laying a unit or more on some, you know, on either a, a low plus number or a, a playable chalk already. Do I need to play more chalk? You know, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't play it, but I thought that was interesting that they are offering those. So again, not too sexy here, despite the evidence actually leading to a, a clear direction. If you wanted to play those and pay the price for it. But it's something for you folks to think about um, if you're playing on houses that offer those. Because sometimes there are just fighters who always, you know, have a good chance of winning or more specifically tend to drop a certain round, right? That's something to look for, you know. Um, maybe we'll talk about that with like, uh, let's see what they're offering. Actually, uh, rem remind me, Roy Volt round three, which I feel like explaining that thought already kind of... Uh, Gives way to my analysis there, but um, scorecard winner of round three, Brandon Royville minus 115. Motherfuckers, that would probably be the only bet I would do on that fight still, just because I have no action on that fight. Spoiler alert, but I got some analysis for you because I, I went on the tape on that one. So um, for what that is worth. Um, ja, meet a song. Um, Oh, it's good stuff, D Love. Thank you. Ginger, lemon, turmeric, simple mix, but uh, it's a really well done mix, actually. It's not too hardcore, though. I don't mind that stuff. Um, let's go to the next fight here. We're gonna go to the co-main event: Cub Swanson plus one seventy-five. Jonathan Martinez vote for Pedro minus two hundred five. I love minus two hundred lines on Jonathan Martinez because he gets the respect to that like. I looked crazy for like saying he deserves like after he got uh, 
beat by my guy, uh, the Asian sensation, Andre Sukumta. Um Which he took that fight on short notice, by the way, UFC debut, yada yada. Uh, Sukumta gets a lot of crap, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, I. Uh, I, I know he's definitely had some some flubs there that he he would, he would admit himself not not definitely not going to defend those but I will say that that dude was a you know better than giving credit for um, and uh, Martinez kind of proved me right as far as earning those odds and every time he's got these minus two hundred odds you, you you hear the same song and dance everybody questioning him and then the Davy Grant fight happens and you're like okay well. <laughs> Now it sucks because now all the questioning, uh, every, it's going to validate all the prior questioning and fuel all the future questioning, right? And Which it has, even though he keeps coming through, coming through, coming through. I mean, he was even getting faded against newcomers who haven't been really heard from before or since. You know what I'm saying? Um, does that mean J-Mo, J- Jonathan Martinez, is going to win the fight? Not necessarily. Am I uber confident that he's going to win it? No. Am I picking it? Him? Yes. Yeah, I am picking him. And I feel bad for that because I like Cub Swanson. Um, and I feel like Cub Swanson could pressure Martinez. We've seen boxing pressure uh, kind of get the better of him. I do think that the turbo uh, Alejandro Perez, uh, his success was a bit overblown as it always is. Um, that guy just always weasels out scorecards. Shout to, shouts to uh, uh, Shaq from Half the Battle. Um Perez, man, that guy's a weasel, man, on the scorecards. And, and he always hits guys, speaking of Sukupat, fucking knocked him down three, four goddamn times in a round and loses the... Ridiculous. I know one round doesn't judge the I'm just saying, like, it was just the optics on that was ridiculous. But, you know, he got a knockdown because Sukupat was on one leg. And, of course, Jonathan Martinez suffered this. I was cursing so hard because, like, I called out that scenario. If you guys remember in the episode, like, before the fight happened, like, I was like, watch, that shit's going to happen. And I, I did it at the end of the round. I was like, motherfuckers. Um, but the one thing is Martinez, uh, he's been starting a lot stronger and being more confident. And when fighters press him, um, he's been getting more confident. At first, he started to get more cautious, which I thought was going to be a natural correction from getting knocked out by dangerous Davey Grant. Davey Grant, hello there, Davey. Hello, puppet. Um, but, uh, Jesus, sorry. Danny's not the character from Pipes of the Caribbean. Um, but yeah, uh, but no, he's actually been getting much more confident, especially in his boxing range. Um, that being said, again, Cub at boxing range, you know, Cub if, you know, the fight's able to get going. And um, you want to look at, you know, again, my basic deduction as you look at Cub versus Southpaws. Um, and I saw a conversation of this. Shouts to my guy Clint, by the way. Uh, I, I believe he had my guy Aaron Bronsetter on his program. I've been so out of it. I've been like, it, that went over my head. But I was just listening to my guy, uh, Aaron Bronsitter's uh, podcast. Shout out to the TSN MMA show before I was jumping on here. And uh, he was giving my guy Clint a shout. And I was like, oh, that's right. They were going to do a show together. Um, I believe they met my comments. Uh, but no, uh, good dudes right there. Um, but yeah, uh, Clint was commenting on on Southpaw stats. And I, it was a conversation. I kind of just eavesdropped on the conversation. He's having with another gentleman who I don't have the Twitter handle handy so apologies and they were talking about like is, is Cub 3-0 and against UFC uh, UFC level southpaws and uh, definitely wasn't you know definitely not, not not calling out stats I just you know me I'm, I'm southpaw stuff is my specialty um, and that that, that, that that is the stats that uh, that uh, I've, I've got some experience fishing out on I don't fucking own them anybody can put them out there go ahead I, I, I 
I tell you guys that they're very deceptive stats. They don't. A lot of the times they don't tell you much. So it's it's not like I'm a I'm, I'm you know bumping my chest on anything here. But one thing I do I was telling um, uh, Clinton some of the guys is that you know you got to go back deep and look um, even if it's not relevant. Uh, it it may help you paint a picture you know. Uh, but like you know if you're looking at just his UFC career, he's three and zero against UFC level southpaws. But you can't forget about lightweight legend Jens Pulver, who you know people were already for, I was you know already sensitive for the Jens Jens uh, the Jens disrespect um, from uh, you know all that lightweight goat talk and everybody was just like not posting pictures of Eddie Alvarez, BJ Penn, Jens Pulver, Gomi, like none of these guys were getting. I'm like, what the? Who are you kids? What what have you done with my sport? What have you done with my favorite division? Stop it. Um, but yeah, like uh, so, I, I definitely wanted to, to to mention Jens there, although it was by submission. But it's weird, right? Because it's like, well, one of the South Posse beat was Cron Gracie, who was a submission guy who really didn't have much striking to his name. He did beat Dustin Poirier, but going back to watch that fight, it's like, man, I'm surprised. Like, was I blinded by my 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 my, my Giga hating? Uh, you know, or you know, um, or or what? You know, uh, because like you look at it and like Cub Swanson got hurt to the body. Uh, you know, from the southpaw kicks there. Um, when you actually go back and look at that fight, and uh, he's gotten hurt to the body. Uh, you know, it was just crazy because 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 Cub is a body puncher, and again, even though the three and one is 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 the more accurate stat, how accurate is it really? Because you look at fighters. You know, Max Holloway fought a majority of that. That was one of his most southpaw centric performances, and he busted out a southpaw stance. And he messed Cub Swanson up with it, right? Uh, Giga, again, aforementioned Giga with the Giga kick. Um, comes from the southpaw stance, which is a liver kick, by the way, folks. It's easy. But like he, Giga also fights from orthodox, so he's a switch stance fighter. He's not a dedicated southpaw. But again, it was the southpaw stance that messed him up. So it was it was more kickers um, than southpaws, you know? And again, I, I love the southpaw stuff. It's it's my first range of process. Um I'm proud of the stats, but at the same time, I will admit when the stats need to take a backseat of relevance, or better yet, maybe has no relevance. Uh, you guys know that I'm also not shy about saying that. And it's not that any of it has no relevance. I just think that the more relevant thing here is how does Cub do against kickers? And despite his deep resume, he really has not fought a lot of kickers. You know, um, the last of the kickers that he beat was, again, back 2014, Jeremy Stevens. When he was on his 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 you know uh, his, his his arguably best career run, right? Dennis Seaver, who was aging out at that point, that was all the way back in 2013, almost a decade ago, folks. And then they, before that was the aforementioned Dustin Poirier. Um, you know, even Roop, uh, I think, had a good first round and really threw him off with the with the lengths and kicks. Um, might even got him good to the body. So again, like kickers, he hasn't fought a lot as of late. And another reason why I should have seen the maybe the the giga kick uh, so to speak coming is because uh, you look at it and not just kickers right not just kicks from the southpaw stance or people that would kick from a southpaw stance yada yada yeah um, it's something that I always talk about uh, with wrestle boxers and Cubs not a wrestle boxer but he does from the boxing side he does love the um, he loves the dart he loves the box and he loves to dart box right and a lot of guys who like to dart they like to like a la dominant cruise they like to um dart and load uh their boxing their shots their counters their darts in their darts out off of a crouch 
Um, and Cub primarily fights from orthodox. He's got some cool looks from southpaw, but he primarily fights from orthodox. And he'll shift when he's feeling the flow, right? Uh, and since he's primarily fighting from orthodox, he's primarily dipping to his power side, which means he's dipping to his right side, right, folks? And um, that's why that... And so if someone's dipping to their right side, hence that, that tweet, and again, I know Cub's not a wrestle boxer, but my tweet, um, death taxes and wrestle boxers getting uh, getting caught with uh, southpaw head kicks, right? Or or maybe even body kicks, southpaw power kicks, we should say. Because whether it's body or head, they're naturally dipping to that side. And you can watch all iterations of Swanson's career and he's got those natural motions. He's got those natural darts, those step-offs, those pivot-offs, those crouches. Um, just the dips down. And, um, yeah, I think that that's, that's going to be bad against a guy like Martinez who has knees, front kicks. M Martinez must be a Sidichai guy because I've been really trying to take off that, that style myself. And my, my foot is really, uh, you know, really hurt right now because of it. Um, uh you know, Dan, you're not supposed to be kicking with your foot. Like, yeah, I, I know that. But when you're throwing a lot of front kicks um, or when you're kicking a lot of body kicks like I do, because I'm my flexibility is not great to mix in as many headshots as, as Martinez does, um, it, uh, it you you hit, you hit can catch elbows a lot. Uh, I'm sure my guy, um, hey, Kumite TV, is that the picture of John Young Ko uh, there? Protect your neck for real. That's right. Uh, my guy John Yankoa uh, knows another shouts another uh, media guy who's been training. Shouts to my guy Kenny as well. Lost over fifty pounds. Gabe Killian in the house. What's up, Gabe? Entertainment respect. Respect to you, Gabe. Hope you're well, brother. Hope you and the fam are doing good. But um, but yeah, you can catch elbows and stuff and get like deep bone bruise crap going down. But anyways, um, Martinez has a really good play off it, and he's been mixing in the boxing as well. So um, and then you know there's the whole thing on Cub not. I don't even want to play on the age thing, man, as a guy who's one year shy of 38, you know. Um, but let's be honest. There's the weight cut, the not talking, and having Daniel Argueta, sorry if I mispronounced that, uh, his teammate and manager speak for him. Um, I get it, man. Like, I've, I haven't been eating enough some of these days, and I'm not used to eat, you know, uh, eating so little and working so hard that, like, I get like not having not having energy and like only so much energy a day. That's why I'm dragging ass and I didn't get my main event breakdown turned in until earlier today, which is why you guys aren't seeing it yet. Even though I recorded the video on Tuesday and I started doing tape study for the main event, Grosso Araujo, back on Saturday night, I actually did try to get a head start for what it's worth, folks. So, you know, I'm not trying to cry and complain. And I know everyone's going to say, hey, when did you start early? And it's like, motherfuckers, I got a life. And I'm trying to cover, and I'm trying to compete in this motherfucking sport and not get, not, you know, I want to try to give you guys good analysis um, and not get my head bashed. And in order to do that, I got to train really effing hard after I just cursed a whole bunch and then I say effing. But uh, I know you guys aren't giving me shit. I love you guys, but I'm just, you know, I'm getting all defensive because I'm cranky. So, um, you know. Anyways, uh, but yeah, let, let, let's move on from that. Uh, not move on from that, Dan. What 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 are you what are you playing? Um, I played fight doesn't go the distance in case Cub does win because I'll be really happy if Cub wins here, folks. As much as I'm a Jonathan Martinez guy and I started defending him, I'll be happy if Marti if if Cub has a as a vet performance because he's got the tools to swarm and adjust. Right? Um, if he gets out of that first round, I think he can really just he could he could steal this fight away. Uh, but um. 
you know, uh, I think there's going to be a finish either way. Martinez has shown he can be finished. Um, and Swanson, um, you know, it's hard to finish him. He hasn't been finished much on paper when you really look at it. But, again, he's been hurt a lot by kicks and stuff to the body. And I think that's what's going to happen here. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, either a body or a, a head kick um, from the southpaw stance for Martinez. Uh, plus 111. And I put 1.2 units on that as well. And then what I also did was I sprinkled on Martinez in round one at plus 550, 20 bucks. I don't want to see again. Shouts to the co-main event podcast. Um, that returns over a unit. So both plays return over a unit. And if Martinez, you know, wins and, and but doesn't win in the first round, we still, you know, get paid. That 20 bucks is easily covered by the other bet. Or if Cub Swanson wins and wins inside the distance, um, we're covered. Um, if it goes to a decision, it'll probably be a depressing decision. Uh, I'm going to guess or something like Martinez is who has like underrated wrestling, by the way, is going to like surprise. And like, you know, if he doesn't get him out of there by striking, he's just going to like wrestle like a really tired Swanson. It's going to be like Aldo with his first fight to 155 where like Marlon Marais was like tossing him over his head, you know, like, like where'd Aldo's wrestling go for that first fight? Like he was so broken down and worried about his energy management, like his wrestling and physicality was lost for that first fight. That's also what I'm going to kind of count on here with another older vet making a late drop. So uh, if that does happen, I hope it doesn't. Hopefully somebody gets a finish, baby. We're going for violence there. Um, last fight I got strong opinions on, and I will go relatively fast for the others because I, I think you actually can go relatively fast for the others. Askar Askarov minus 240. Brandon Royval plus 200. Uh, I was leaning Royval hard, and I was having a trouble deciding this fight. And I wanted to pick Royval or maybe, you know, even maybe take a, take a flyer on him for, for, you know, getting, you know, Plus 200 or more, right? But at the end of the day, this is three rounds. And when I went back to watch the tape, because I was like, I know he had those two losses. And I know um, I cashed on Royval against Kaikara France. But then I also cashed on Moreno against Royval. Um, and I believe on my guy Pantoja as well. Um, although that was a sweaty one, right? Um but it wasn't even so much those two fights because, you know, you listen to interviews and he had the, sh the shoulder injuries and it makes sense. And, man, by the way, as a guy, my, my knock on wood is not popping out or anything, but I've been dealing with a lot of shoulder stuff. And um, it's freaking miserable, man, when it comes to grappling. Like, I was just, you know, uh, I'm a big, you know, underhook Swim to single, Damian Maya style guy, right? And um, or or just wrestling in general takes a lot of shoulders. So if your shoulders ain't feeling great, like wrestling sucks, you know. So that's a worry. But you know, if his shoulder, you know, shoulders held strong for two fights since that corrective surgery, so it's hard to bank on that. But stylistically, he does give his back a little too much. Uh, a la Corey Sanhagen, you know, on the feet and scrambles, grambying, etc. I really like the stuff that he does. He even does a little bit of shoulder pin action where he reaches his arm under the leg if he's got a overhook, a uh, deep arm, you know, uh, uh, on bottom side uh, in the guard. And he, he goes for that uh, uh, shoulder pin, which I'm a big fan of. Um, um, good, I'm speaking of shoulder pin, I'm going to be working with... Uh, my guy Neil Melanson tomorrow, which I'm excited about to get back uh, in the chop shop with him. Um, but uh, yeah, I love his style. But I just, just again, you're giving 
Askarov what he wants. You're going to at least give him a round, and you're going to need a Kaikara France-style fight uh, to win. And I do believe that it was close, but uh, I, I, I did score it for Kaikara France. Um, for what that's worth, it shouldn't be worth much. Who cares what I think? Um, and it was, you know, it was kind of a kind of a close third round. And you look at it, and you go, Royville's more active than France, so he should be able to pull that off. But he's more active at the cost of giving his hips, uh, succeeding takedowns, giving his back. So he's also going to be giving at the same token. It's push pull. No free lunches, right? He's going to be giving Askarov plenty of opportunities as well. And that's the problem. Um, Askarov, this doesn't seem to be a, too short of a notice of a fight. Um, I've seen, you know, like, like 10 week announcements or whatever posted on Askarov's IG. I like Royval a lot, man. Be rooting for Royval here for sure, for sure. Um, for me, it's dog or pass. I can't even remember if I picked Kai or Askarov, but either way, this was kind of a similar attitude I'm having where I wouldn't trust the chalk even if I, I'm picking it, even if you're picking it. Um, I'd be careful about playing. I'm not trying to tell you where to put your money, folks. I'm just saying be careful. Askarov's a guy I've been fading for a reason. He's he, he lost outright to Brandon Moreno. That was just an awful decision. We'll talk about more awful decisions on this card that I was on the wrong side of. Uh, you know how that goes. Uh, but, yeah, that one really irked me. And um, I would love to get that back on him. But uh, I don't know if I'm going to take the shot here. Again, if anything, I, if, especially if you give me some plus or even money, I know minus 115 is close. But Brandon Royville winning round three, I think that's a, I, I think, I actually think that's a decent bet. <laughs> um. But then again, you know, does Brandon Royville catch him with something earlier uh, for the upset? Or does Askar Askarov put him away, right? Um, again, he's been put away, but that was also bad shoulder Royville against really good dudes like Pantoja. Ooh, I know Askarov beat, but, you know, math, MMA math is not a thing I like. So I'm, I'm officially reluctantly picking Askarov by decision. But I like I, I, that round three is calling me, man, especially if that, that number gets any better. Uh, but no plays, I'll probably end up staying away, to be honest. So don't don't get too crazy on my behalf, at least. Do what you like, and best of luck to you. Dusko, Durko Todorovir, minus 200. Dusko Todorovic, of course, I am making fun of best fight odds. It's Durko Todorovir fight week. It's my guy Aaron Bronstetter says, minus 205, uh, 200, uh, plus 170 to come back on Jordan Wright. Um, uh, yeah, listen to an interview with uh, with Jordan Wright. He just seems such a, like such a likable dude. But I am going to once again pick against him. Here, um, I'm gonna go Dusko Todorovic. That should be no surprise. Um, I've actually was deciding the only play I was gonna thinking about is this this under being my anchoring play. It's like minus, I think two twenty two for one and a half. Um, but even though I'm 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 currently leaning more toward a slightly more expensive under um that is an option you know as well uh you tell me what you think but we'll, we'll get to the under that i'm looking for my round robin under uh but currently by the way that round robin um swanson martinez doesn't go for the low plus money uh ada ujo or uh, grasso uh, by decision at plus money um i want to anchor it again with either this under or another one and I may be targeting something uh, else for plus money there since um, I probably won't be putting Royville um, in the round robin uh, since I'm not picking him. Uh, Alonzo Menafield, minus 205. He's coming for blood. Uh, Misha Serkinov, plus 175. Ooh, 
hasn't posted much except for like random pictures of the beach, random pictures of him at Laguna Beach, and at some random BJJ gym. I don't know what's going on. I love Misha. Um, I hope his wife's doing well. Really sympathetic to their story. Um, Misha seems like such a nice guy. Hard not to root for him. But the pick here is Menafield inside the distance. Uh, part of me was looking at this under, but it's actually closely lined for a, probably a good reason because this could be one of those weird fights that go along and you just get guys, you know, you get, you get both guys scaring each other enough to just have a staring contest and you're fucking being frustrated at your ticket. You know, whether it's doesn't go, whether it's Misha sub, whether it's Minifield inside the distance, like we all be crying together at the end of this thing if it gets weird, right? So I'm definitely leaving the door open for this one to get weird. And, um, uh, but I'm going to pick Minifield for sure. Um, Minifield. Uh, the hearts were circling off though. I mean, it wouldn't be bad if you won. Mana Martinez, minus 150. Did he open as the favorite? Let's see here. Because we got, uh, Brandon Davis plus one thirty. Uh, opened as a pick'em. Yeah, it feels like that. Um, I haven't finished tape on this fight. I want to review uh, Brandon Davis' second bout here in the second stint, I believe, here in the UFC. Um, I got love for Mano Martinez and you know uh, everything him and his teammates have gone through, losing Coach Saul. Uh, dude comes from a traditional martial arts base. Probably got a lot of shit for it. Probably still does. So, of course, I, I got love for him there. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is not a fight you should be picking confidently. And I don't even know if I will be once I tape it. I'm pretty sure it's on the main card. So, I'm going to pass the buck uh, and plug my main uh, quick picks and prognostications articles that I've been doing this year over at uh, MMAJunkie.com. Um, uh, and I think this is going to be on the main card. I know there's a lot of debate. Because ESPN doesn't have it listed, but Tapology does. Um, I'm not going to get into the war of this is better than that or this sucks. I think it's stupid. Um, I will say Tapology is awesome and is accurate more often than not. So I use it as well as others, as well as in my tabs. Uh, and I will say, since since we're talking betting language, um, I believe openers would be minus 500 and bet up to minus 800 if they had a line that said. Uh, will you will you will this UFC fight night card, not pay per view fight night card, be six fights in the main card? Yeah, that's a minus five hundred opener. So, uh, you know, those of us paying attention uh, all know that. Feel free to like and subscribe to the video, by the way. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can still like and subscribe. Daniel Tom MMA on YouTube. Um, but yeah, that I'll I'll, I'll tentatively slightly side with Mana, but that that pick could change. So you got to check the uh, article. All right, on to the prelims. How are we on time? Eh, 50 minutes. Let's see if we can wrap this up fast. Um, Joe Anderson Brito, minus 365 against Lucas Alexander. I am not familiar with Lucas Alexander. He is stepping in for, I believe, uh, Melsic uh, Bagdazarian. Um, uh, you know, uh, Melsic Baggins, if he was uh, a member of the Shire. Trying to avoid molestation from Gandalf. What damn what version of Lord of the Rings did you watch? Trust me, the director's cuts crazy. I mean, all the subtext there, folks. Y'all shouldn't be surprised that Gandalf is a is a, is a pedo. Anyways, um, yeah, or as he would say, it's not illegal because they're hobbits. They're not kids. And anyways, Gandalf splits hairs about it, but I wouldn't trust him, folks. 
Uh, the other guy doing mushrooms in the, in the you know in the, in the woods. That's a wizard I might hang out with. Okay, that that guy, you know. Although there's a lot of creepy mushroom dudes too, so let's not let's be real, folks. All right, that's not that's not this is not this podcast. Uh, Lucas Alexander. Beautiful is this guy. Uh, he he's coming off of a win uh, from Anth- <laughs> he beat Jacob Kilburn at Anthony via arm injury at Anthony Pettis FC. It's kind of appropriate to win by injury on Anthony Pettis FC, but I'm damn joking. I'm fucking breaking all over the place. I shouldn't joke. I love you, Anthony. It's all it's all love, brother. All love. Just making bad jokes here. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about this kid. Uh, I'll have to look into it. Fusion XL, uh, Brazilian who uh, looks like maybe migrated to Florida. They named me after a state, Florida. Of course, I'm going to pick Anderson Brito there. Um, next fight, uh, Haf, Haf, Oh my guy, Hafi Asuncao, plus three twenty. Victor Henry three minus three ninety. Victor Henry seems like a really cool dude, by the way. Um, I think I would get along with him. Okay, um, you know. At least as far as like muscle cars and like martial arts or whatever, I don't know about other stuff. But anyways, I, I'm just saying I'm not, I got love for him too. But uh, Hafi, man, Hafi Asuncao, uh, I love this guy. So I I didn't realize he was fighting Victor Henry, and I, I've been seeing him um, at Extreme Couture. He's been doing this whole camp here. He's been been there for a couple months. Uh, camped out with Nicholas Mota Mata, uh, who should have got the bonus by the way for his fight. Shouts to Nicholas. Um, and and you know. You know, looking good, active, you know. Um, and uh, I went up to him to talk to him, like, uh, maybe, like, over a little over a month ago. And it's funny, like, I'm, I'm not a starstruck type of person in general, much less at the gym and Extreme Couture since 2007, 2008 or some shit. And, um, like, you know, I, I, there's very few fighters I asked for, like, pictures or anything. I think I took a picture with Cyborg because she, like, trained and sparred with us you know on the amateur fight team and and, and crap back in the day um uh like there are certain like photos you may find of me or this or that but like it is really you know um few and far between i'm i'm not that guy i'm there to train they're there to train the fuck do i gotta bother them why do they need to be bothered by me that's my general attitude but it was clear that he was done training was kind of standing around waiting around for something and my class hadn't started yet, and I was just like, "Hey, Huffy, man, I just wanted to say, uh, I, lo- I love your style, man, and uh, you know, I got mad respect for you, and and, and this and that, because he just seems like a guy who like doesn't get that love, much less for his style, and much less, you know, I mean, you didn't get the love from the UFC. You look at who he beat when he beat them, you know, uh, current, former champions, greats. Um, he, you know, he." He was the man, man. He, you know, he was a counterfighter that went to decision. Um, so of course he was not going to get a lot of love and, and a lot of highlight reels. But for us technical nerds who know the game, I mean, dude was so, dude so skillful, so damn skillful. And you know, I'm not trying to make myself feel better or share a stupid story of no relevance. And and perhaps it is a stupid story of no relevance. But I just wanted to make the guy feel feel good, you know, I was just like, man, I was like, you the man, I just want to say you the man, man, and, this and, that. and I don't know why, I finally start feeling emotional when I'm saying it, because I'm, I'm getting more emotional as I get older, and then I'm feeling extra emotional, um, some of my coworkers might, might tell you, I've been getting, you know, getting, rowdy, getting rowdy in meetings and stuff, but yeah, I've been getting extra emotional with the, the whole weight cutting and stuff, um, and fighting stuff, and having opponents fucking 
fall out and, and shit. Um, it, a lot of frustrating shit going on recently, so I'm a little bit emotional. Uh, neither here nor there, but yeah, and so I, I don't know why I was like, why am I getting emotional about it? But I was just like really pumped, and, and he's like, thanks, man, thanks, but uh, I really need a win, man. I got to win this next one. And I was like, don't worry, buddy. You you got this, man. You 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 the, you the fucking no, you the fucking man, Hafi. He's like, no, thank you, but I really got to win this. And I'm like, yeah, you the fucking man. He's like, and he's like laughing. He's like, no, thank you, thank you. And I was like, I have a good one, you know, it's whatever. And that's usually not me, by the way. Uh, and then I was like, who is he fighting? Go home. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> What the fuck, UFC? What are you guys trying to do? Fucking put, you know, put the old guys out the fucking pasture? God damn, man. It is brutal in these streets. You guys know my opinion on this kind of matchmaking. I hate it. I hate it. You know, again, it's out with old. I like Victor Henry. He's not a contender series guy. I don't have anything against contender series guys. I'm happy for everybody getting opportunities involved with contender series. Genuinely. But what I don't like is, again, you know. What what's going on with the uh, the the labor markets there in the UFC and seeing my favorite guys get uh, disrespected in multiple ways? That's what I don't like, I guess. So Hart is with a Sun Sal, but the volume uh, will wash him out. You know, he uh, I don't I would love to see him catch Victor Henry and finish him with an upset, uh, but I don't think it's going to happen. And I think that's how he has to win because he's not going to win a decision with the uh, the chin. Bullying, grappling, savvily, and high output of Victor Henry in a three-round fight. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be Henry here. No play. Not sure I will play it out of my love for uh, a Sun Sao. Uh, Moy's audio. Uh, insomnia? No, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, sometimes, most of the time. But not not, not since, uh, you know, you know, take a shot. Dan talking about his training uh, since I've been training and stuff. Um, my schedule's all over the place. And um, I wanted to give you guys something like, it's been off weeks from UFC, from me. Or when I did pop in last week, it was for some crappy recap. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to give you guys a breakdown. That's what I make. That's that's what I make. My, that's how I make my proverbial money. And that's kind of, you know, how uh, so a lot of us make our money who follow me. And that's how uh, uh, I make need to make, make some money to pay off, uh, pay off this gym uh, I've been investing in. So that's what my gambling winnings are going to this year. You know? Um, so yeah, so we're, we're, I'm, don't worry folks, I'm, I'm trying my best for you. So let's get on with it. We got, uh, Nick Maximoff minus 125, uh, Jacob Malcoon plus 105. Again, speaking of terrible decisions that I was on the wrong side of, oh, still do I mourn that Soriano fight that, you know, the fight that Soriano won. Um, but yeah, that was awful. Oh, again, in course, Soriano was a contender series guy and that fight didn't even make any sense. Like. What the fuck? You already got, like, knockouts over other people, other contender series people, no less. Um, and you put him in that fight that just made no sense, Maximoff experience-wise, and then he gets that BS decision and just... Which just, of course, set him up to get strangled by um, freaking what's-his-face. Thank you, by the way, Petrovsky. Um, at, you know... Uh, uh, cashing what it was in the round one sub or whatever prop flyer that I took on that. Um, but yeah, uh, Malkoon, I'm taking him here, but plus 105, even if the opener wasn't much more than this, it, was, it wasn't sexy enough, you probably get a better number Malkoon by decision, and that's how he wins. That's probably how he wins this fight. Um, I think that uh, 
even if he's not the better wrestler, he's got the better gas tank. And he's good enough to where he's going to make Maximov work so Maximov can win round one. But I don't see him getting Malkoon out of there. And if he doesn't get Malkoon out of there, um, I think Maximov could be the one that's flagging, cutting more weight. Malkoon is smaller. He's a thick guy like me, 5'9", 185. But, um, yeah, he's uh, he's got good uh, he's got good grind and uh, submission savvy, it seems. Doesn't put himself out of position. Stays active with the jab. So, again, the damaging fighter, um, if Maximoff isn't going to get anything off. Um, but with my uh, having flashbacks to him just fucking winning a fight like it was 2007, lay and pray. And, you know, I... Oh, God. I just... Uh, oh, I just uh, that's a terrible decision, sorry. Um, and so, believe me, I want to get it back on this guy, too. And I'm picking a guy who's plus money opposite him. It's like, Dan, take it. Maybe I will shoot something. Maybe you'll see if, if but it just, again, it, 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 I'm not getting much value out of it. You get more value out of the decision, and I've got a little bit of PTSD, clearly. So if you're feeling something here, don't hold back. I didn't take a deep comb to this fight. Not that it really requires it, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so don't don't go off my, my uh, you know, base your decision entirely off me here. But, yeah, I'm going Malcolm Malcolm by decision. And there's plus money on uh, both those things, money line or the decision prop. Um, Piero Rodriguez, minus 165. Sam Hughes, plus 140. Um, you know, dogs live in WMMA, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be leaning toward Piero Rodriguez until otherwise. Uh, Sam Hughes, I, I like seeing her come through. I wouldn't be mad if she wins. Good luck if you're on her. Uh, we'll see where I end up or if I even get around to researching this fight, if I'm being honest. No disrespect, just being honest. Uh, so I'll lean with the favorite. But again, uh, plug my Twitter, at DanTomMMA, where I post my picks and plays on fight day. That's where you will see my final word. Um, CJ Vergara, CJ La Verga. Uh, sorry, no, no no disrespect. That's just my, my Tourettic response to when I see that name. Uh, <laughs> plus 210. Uh, Tsudo Tyra minus two fifty. Um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm leaning toward Tyra here. Um, and Tyra by sub was the other th fourth leg I was looking at for the uh, round robin. Um, well, actually, I'll, I'll give you my f potential anchoring fourth leg next uh, that I'm waffling between. But of the three plus monies, Grasso by decision, not a big plus number. Um, Fight doesn't go the distance with Swanson Martinez. Not a big plus number. I think you can get like plus three fifty on Tyra by submission. Um, it's a you know that that's his jam. Uh, he has punched guys out from positionally when he can't get them there. But uh, Vigara is pretty good even when he does get his back taken. If off memory, I believe, like with uh, Clayton Rodriguez, like he was able to get Clayton Rod Clayton Rodriguez between himself and the mat. You know, if you're gonna have your back taken, it's better to have them. It's better to have gravity on your side and for you to be on top of them, for the potential to turn into them, create scrambles, get your back to the mat, slide off, things I know my guy Liam uh, picks fights knows all about. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, so, you know, you're able to do, you know, he looks like he's able to do those things. But people have gotten to his back before, whether it was the aforementioned fights that he's won like against, you know, Clitz and Rodriguez or fights that he has lost on the regional scene where he lost by rear naked choke. Uh, again, grappler in the small cage. 
Um, I haven't went back to watch and refresh this fight, full disclosure. And I do want to watch a little bit, even if I'm just going to put a little bit on him via round robin. I want to do my due diligence, of course. And I want to fully disclose that I haven't done my due diligence for what that's worth. But I am looking to a Tatsuya Tyra by submission for what that is worth. Lastly, but not leastly, Pete Rodriguez, minus 675. Mike Jackson, plus 500. Man, I'm not going to hate on Mike Jackson. He's uh, especially as a, as, a, as a dude who works in the media space, who's exercising his martial arts, uh, you know, uh, spreading his martial arts wings once again to, f to try and fly. Uh, of course, doing it, you know, on the amateur level. Um, although, if I if I can get an opponent, especially get an opponent on the, the card, of the, I hope both cards are streamed, but especially if it's on the card on the 20th, which is a Pro-Am card, uh, that would be streamed on Fight Pass. So, again, if I get an opponent, if I fight on that date, you could potentially see your boy here fight on UFC Fight Pass, which is cool. But not the UFC or anything like, you know, Mike Jackson's doing so. I'm not going to be a hater, but yes, we know what's going on here, uh, and the odds are kind of spelled that out for us. I'm going to take Pete Rodriguez, and I believe the under one and a half here was like minus like 238 or 244 um, that I was playing around with. It's either the under in that one that's going to be my anchoring leg, or the uh, the minus 222 under um, for uh, Todorovic and Wright will be the anchoring leg. And again, the three plus money legs. Um, it's not out yet in my house, so I don't I don't have what the parlay would be. But the three plus money legs I would put that together with would be Grasso by decision. Swanson Martinez does not go um, to decision. And again, don't pull the trigger on this yet, because not only is the prop not out in the house I'm waiting for, I gotta still do my due diligence. I may change my mind and go somewhere else. Where else would I go? I don't know. So maybe for that reason alone, maybe you can look out for the. I need a bigger plus money dart on there, so that Tyra by sub could certainly serve well as that fourth leg via the round robin. Um, shouts to my guy, Liam Picks Fights. Thank you guys for joining me on the impromptu show. Didn't expect to get really anybody, and the fact that I even had some viewers and, and some activity in the chat, it's more than I, I deserve. I'm incredibly grateful for you all for giving me the time. I hope you guys are all doing well, especially those of you who are trained. I hope you guys are staying healthy, unlike your boy who is grinding himself into a pulp and trying to stay healthy. Uh, but going to recap, pick some plays, and get on out of here. Uh, like and subscribe to the video if you haven't already, by the way. All right, taking Grasso over Araujo. Taking, vote for, voting for Pedro over Swanson. That's taking Martinez over Swanson. Um, reluctantly taking Askarov by decision. Rooting for Royville. Um, and, and, and looking at that Royville wins round three uh, prop if it's offered and it gets down to even money. Uh, maybe I'll take a small stab, small stab. Uh, taking Todorovic over right. Um, Liam getting love from the chat from Moyes Audio. What's up? Shouts to Moyes. Uh, taking, maybe I might take Martinez over Davis. You will have to see uh, over on my quick picks and prognostications. Did not mean to skip the main card offering of Menafield, who I'm taking over Serkinov. Arts with Serkinov, but taking Menafield. Taking Brito over Alexander, I can say that. Hart is definitely with the Sun Sal, but I, as an unbiased analyst, got to take Henry here by decision. Uh, taking Malkoon, I haven't decided if I wanted to play him yet at plus money for the small plus money it is, or by decision over Maximov. Pace me on the pads, motherfuckers. Nick Maximov. He does not fight like your guy's Nate. He wrestle humps like it's 2007. Listen, dog. 
Dude looks like fucking. Uh, looks like fucking. Uh, uh, place behind the patch guy has steroids today. Sorry, late night Nate Diaz sucks even worse than my normal Nate Diaz. Uh, Piera Rodriguez taking her over cues. Taking Tyra over Vegara La Verga. Taking uh, uh, Rodriguez over Jackson. Uh, my plays. Uh, I got Swanson. Martinez does not go the distance. Plus 111, 1.2 units. Martinez round one. Plus 550, 0.20 units. That's just 20 ducats that I don't want to see again. And Grosso by decision. Um, minus 120. I got it at plus money at one house, but you know me. I don't I don't juice my numbers. I'll 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 uh I'll downgrade, you know. I'll uh I'll take off an inch. I'm that secure, right? Uh yeah, so uh Grosso minus one twenty, one point two units, although I did get it in plus money at another house as well. But uh just giving you the more realistic numbers, especially if you're listening on replay. All right, folks. Thanks again, mixedmarshallanalyst.com for the Amazon and on it click throughs as well as the PayPal uh, donation link, uh, which you can find at Dan Tom MMA in my link tree on Twitter, where I'm usually most active. Although my activity is re-stepped up, and I'm actually more active, arguably, on Instagram. Not for my content, but um, if you want to see how my training camp, uh, home gym, um, uh, food, uh, whatever other bullshit that is supposed to go on that bullshit site, um, yeah, you can follow me there, Dan underscore Tom underscore MMA. Could probably use that anyways. For the whole business and marketing and sponsorship bullcrap, make yourself marketable. You never know uh, when when you when you when you can need a job in this industry. Uh, in the meantime, I appreciate the the f out of you guys. Uh, keep it locked to uh, MMA Junkie for results as well as my main card, uh, quick picks and predictions, my in-depth video and uh, article with all the stats for the main. There is a, a, a main a main event breakdown, I should say. Uh, as well as all my other content on there. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, good luck on your picks and plays. And always protect... <laughs>